Hi, this is Danny Whitaker with Devoted to Scripture. I'm reading through the Bible in a year and sharing my reading with you. This is day six of our journey. Today's reading includes three stories of God's faithfulness to Abraham. In chapter 18, God reiterates his promise of a child born to Sarah and finally gives a timeline for when it will happen. In chapter 19, we read about the depravity and destruction of Sodom, but mostly about God's care for Abraham by rescuing Lot. In chapter 20, Abraham reverts to his old ways of relying on his own wisdom to protect himself, but even still, God blesses and protects him. Join me in Genesis 18 through 20 as we read about a holy, faithful God who keeps every promise. Genesis 18 The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest time of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing across from him. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by and leave your servant. Let a little water be brought, so that you may all wash your feet and rest under the tree. And let me get a bit of food, so that you may refresh yourselves, since you have passed by your servant's home. After that, you may be on your way. All right, they replied, you may do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent and said to Sarah, Quick, take three measures of fine flour, knead it, and make bread. Then Abraham ran to the herd and chose a fine, tender calf and gave it to a servant who quickly prepared it. Abraham then took some curds and milk along with the calf that had been prepared and placed the food before them. They ate while he was standing near them under a tree. Then they asked him, Where is Sarah, your wife? He replied, There, in the tent. One of them said, I will surely return to you when the season comes round again, and your wife Sarah will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, not far behind him. Abraham and Sarah were old and advancing in years. Sarah had long since passed menopause. So Sarah laughed to herself, thinking, After I am worn out, will I have this pleasure, especially when my husband is old too? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child when I am old? Is anything impossible for the Lord? I will return to you when the season comes round again, and Sarah will have a son. Then Sarah lied, saying, I did not laugh, because she was afraid. But the Lord said, No, you did laugh. When the men got up to leave, they looked out over Sodom. Now Abraham was walking with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, Should I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? After all, Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all the nations on the earth may receive blessing through him. 
I have chosen him so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then the Lord will give to Abraham what he promised him. So the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so blatant that I must go down and see if they are as wicked as the outcry suggests. If not, I want to know. The two men turned and headed toward Sodom, but Abraham was still standing before the Lord. Abraham approached and said, Will you really sweep away the godly along with the wicked? What if there are fifty godly people in the city? Will you really wipe it out and not spare the place for the sake of the fifty godly people who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the godly with the wicked, treating the godly and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of the whole earth do what is right? So the Lord replied, If I find in the city of Sodom fifty godly people, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham asked, Since I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, although I am but dust and ashes, what if there are five less than the fifty godly people? Will you destroy the whole city because five are lacking? He replied, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. Abraham spoke again, What if forty are found there? He replied, I will not do it for the sake of the forty. Then Abraham said, May the Lord not be angry so that I may speak. What if thirty are found there? He replied, I will not do it if I find thirty there. Abraham said, Since I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, what if only twenty are found there? He replied, I will not destroy it for the sake of the twenty. Finally, Abraham said, May the Lord not be angry so that I may speak just once more. What if ten are found there? He replied, I will not destroy it for the sake of the ten. The Lord went on his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham. Then Abraham returned home. Genesis 19 The two angels came to Sodom in the evening, while Lot was sitting in the city's gateway. When Lot saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face toward the ground. He said, Here, my lords, please turn aside to your servant's house. Stay the night and wash your feet. Then you can be on your way early in the morning. No, they replied, we'll spend the night in the town square. But he urged them persistently, so they turned aside with him and entered his house. He prepared a feast for them, including bread baked without yeast, and they ate. Before they could lie down to sleep, all the men, both young and old, from every part of the city of Sodom surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us, so we can take carnal knowledge of them. Lot went outside to them, shutting the door behind him. He said, No, my brothers, don't act so wickedly. Look, I have two daughters who have never been intimate with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do to them whatever you please. Only don't do anything to these men, for they have come under the protection of my roof. 
Out of our way, they cried, and this man came to live here as a foreigner, and now he dares to judge us? We'll do more harm to you than to them. They kept pressing in on Lot until they were close enough to break down the door. So the men inside reached out and pulled Lot back into the house as they shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, from the youngest to the oldest, with blindness. The men outside wore themselves out trying to find the door. Then the two visitors said to Lot, Who else do you have here? Do you have any sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or other relatives in the city? Get them out of this place, because we are about to destroy it. The outcry against this place is so great before the Lord that he has sent us to destroy it. Then Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who are going to marry his daughters. He said, Quick, get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was ridiculing them. At dawn, the angels hurried Lot along, saying, Get going, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or else you will be destroyed when the city is judged. When Lot hesitated, the men grabbed his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters, because the Lord had compassion on them. They led them away and placed them outside the city. When they had brought them outside, they said, Run for your lives. Don't look behind you or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains, or you will be destroyed. But Lot said to them, No, please, Lord, your servant has found favor with you, and you have shown me great kindness by sparing my life. But I am not able to escape to the mountains, because this disaster will overtake me, and I'll die. Look, this town over here is close enough to escape to, and it's just a little one. Let me go there. It's just a little place, isn't it? Then I'll survive. Very well, he replied. I will grant this request, too, and will not overthrow the town you mentioned. Run there quickly, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. This incident explains why the town was called Zor. The sun had just risen over the land as Lot reached Zor. Then the Lord rained down sulfur and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. It was sent down from the sky by the Lord. So he overthrew those cities and all that region, including all the inhabitants of the cities and the vegetation that grew from the ground. But Lot's wife looked back longingly and was turned into a pillar of salt. Abraham got up early in the morning and went to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked out toward Sodom and Gomorrah and all the land of that region. As he did so, he saw the smoke rising up from the land like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the region, God honored Abraham's request. He removed Lot from the midst of the destruction when he destroyed the cities Lot had lived in. Lot went up from Zor with his two daughters and settled in the mountains because he was afraid to live in Zor. So he lived in a cave with his two daughters. Later, the older daughter said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man in the country to sleep with us the way everyone does. Come, let's make our father drunk with wine 
so we can go to bed with him and preserve our family line through our father. So that night they made their father drunk with wine, and the older daughter came in and went to bed with her father. But he was not aware of when she lay down with him or when she got up. So in the morning the older daughter said to the younger, Since I went to bed with my father last night, let's make him drunk again tonight. Then you go in and go to bed with him so we can preserve our family line through our father. So they made their father drunk that night as well. And the younger one came and went to bed with him, but he was not aware of when she lay down with him or when she got up. In this way, both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter gave birth to a son and named him Moab. He is the ancestor of the Moabites of today. The younger daughter also gave birth to a son and named him Ben-Ami. He is the ancestor of the Ammonites of today. Genesis 20. Abraham journeyed from there to the Negev region and settled between Kadesh and Shur. While he lived as a temporary resident in Gerar, Abraham said about his wife Sarah, She is my sister. So Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for Sarah and took her. But God appeared to Abimelech in a dream at night and said to him, You are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken, for she is someone else's wife. Now Abimelech had not gone near her. He said, Lord, would you really slaughter an innocent nation? Did Abraham not say to me, she is my sister? And she herself said, he is my brother. I have done this with a clear conscience and with innocent hands. Then in the dream, God replied to him, yes, I know that you have done this with a clear conscience. That is why I have kept you from sinning against me and why I did not allow you to touch her. But now give back the man's wife. Indeed, he is a prophet and he will pray for you. Thus you will live. But if you don't give her back, know that you will surely die along with all who belong to you. Early in the morning, Abimelech summoned all his servants. When he told them about all these things, they were terrified. Abimelech summoned Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? What sin did I commit against you that would cause you to bring such great guilt on me and my kingdom? You have done things to me that should not be done. Then Abimelech asked Abraham, What prompted you to do this thing? Abraham replied, Because I thought, Surely no one fears God in this place. They will kill me because of my wife. What's more, she is indeed my sister, my father's daughter, but not my mother's daughter. She became my wife. When God made me wander from my father's house, I told her, This is what you can do to show your loyalty to me. Every place we go, say about me, he is my brother. So Abimelech gave sheep, cattle, and male and female servants to Abraham. He also gave his wife Sarah back to him. Then Abimelech said, Look, my land is before you. Live wherever you please. To Sarah he said, Look, I have given a thousand pieces of silver to your brother. This is compensation for you so that you will stand vindicated before all who are with you. Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech 
as well as his wife and female slaves, so that they were able to have children. For the Lord had caused infertility to strike every woman in the household of Abimelech, because he took Sarah, Abraham's wife. Thank you for joining me on our shared walk through Scripture today. I'd love to hear from you. How is God using this podcast to help you grow? Devotion to Scripture doesn't begin and end here. My prayer is that you will be encouraged to dig deeper and spend some additional time in God's Word today. If you're looking for a great place to start, check the episode description where you will always find a few key verses from the day's reading to reflect on further. It's amazing seeing a passage come alive as we understand its place in the whole story of the Bible. Knowing and ultimately being a part of that story is the most important undertaking of your life. Join me tomorrow to continue the journey. Be devoted to Scripture.